Yep, Charlemagne the God here. Spell wrong, spell wrong. Leonard McKelvey. There you go, that's better. Tell them who you are, crazy. Um. So first of all, we said a long time ago we were going to stop calling each other crazy. Who said that? Are you kidding? I did? Yes. Oh. Anyway, it's Angela Rye here. Listen, we're um sitting here discussing what we're going to discuss for uh, this latest episode of Sibling Rivalry, um, the podcast that comes out every four months. No, it doesn't. <laughs> It's about every four months. It is not. Every two, at least. No, we when just- When the last time we did one? We were supposed to do one the last time I was here. You weren't here. You were in LA. Even. You were in LA when I was here. Okay. That's- I'm trying to be at least every two weeks. Yes. But it's always good, though, because that means that we- It's so funny. We haven't talked. We haven't done one in a couple months, but yet we don't know what to talk about. Because we talk so much. So the whole idea that of this podcast is to let you all into our- regular sibling conversations Mm -hmm. and we talk about a lot of stuff we talk about culture Mm -hmm. we talk about hot albums we talk about politics Mm -hmm. we talk about donald trump's fascism yes we talk about mental health and therapy yes we talk about family and parenting stuff now absolutely what else we talk about all the stuff that that pretty much covers it no it's not covered that pretty much covers it i don't know if it's covered uh we can start with tyler perry because we were both at um yeah. The grand opening of Tyler Perry's new studio in Atlanta, which I think is so dope. There's a lot of lessons to be learned. Um, the mm-hmm. fact that this is the grand opening and he's had it open for a few years now is dope. Mm-hmm. But I think we live in this era where everybody likes to announce shit. Before it's even done. It's the dumbest thing in the world. People can have a meeting at NBC or a meeting at BET and walk in and take a picture in front of the sign. Yeah. Working. Yeah. Like. No. Hustle hard. Hustle hard. Yeah. Like, you know, like you, ju- you just got there. Like, I think that we make too many announcements nowadays and it's not enough work. So it's good to see Man, somebody. And that's a word. You need to repeat that for the people in the back of the sanctuary. I might have read that on a church sign somewhere. So I don't want to. <laughs> you might need to just, you don't need to just be like attributed to where, from, to whomever I, whoever wrote it. But it's true. It's just, I just like the fact that Tyler Perry has been doing the work and he got it to where he wanted it to be and now he decided to say you know what I'm gonna do my grand opening now I really want to know how much he sleeps that's one question I wish I would have asked him on the Essence Fest stage a lot he can't sleep yes he does he looks too well rested no he does look well rested I think that might be the anointing because Mm. he 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 can't sleep like I text him today I feel bad because I text him today to finally tell him thank you and how much of a difference it made like we know we were still talking about it this past weekend like just the text like this yeah. la- this time last week we were you know having a great time and being inspired by by him but I just wanted to tell him thank you and let him know how much of an impact that's had on my thinking and, and I that's thought, what he wanted yeah that's what he said he was Dream like bigger. then it was worth it yeah and to me I'm just like man I just if I could have that kind of impact on people that I know that my living was not in vain to borrow mm. a Clark sisters thing since they also perform. well you are having that kind of impact on people I don't no, but you know who is you oh. like you were just so I have to tell y'all this I, let me see can I scroll up to this text message yesterday Lenard sent me a text that said why are people being so nice to me all of a sudden no it's the truth <laughs> no I know but I want to say this because again like this is supposed to be you guys are in, t- in our conversations and it was a screenshot of a message you got yesterday with mm-hmm. someone saying I'm trying to find this but someone saying my messages are taking forever to load. But basically... My homegirl, my homegirl Tiffany goes, actually sent that. Tiffany here Williams. Here it goes. Okay, uh-huh. shout out to Tiffany for putting him on. But it said, History will be kind to Charlemagne the God. He's showing us how black male transformation should look like in real time. I'm excited for the kids looking up to him, reading the books, and doing the knowledge, doing the knowledge on the jewels he drops. 
don't, yeah. I don't think he meant to say doing the knowledge. No, that's exactly what he meant. Doing the knowledge. Do the knowledge. Oh, that's the thing? Yes. Oh, I don't know. That's old school. That's our era. Do the knowledge. I missed that. I must have been real saved by then. Do the knowledge. knowledge Can you back up off the mic? (laughs) Jesus, this is not a rap concert. No, I appreciated that. And the reason I appreciated that, because one reason I don't go on social media, because social media is so toxic. Yeah. And I feel like we're all in these verbally abusive relationships with our smartphones. So you open up your phone and it's always a bunch of motherfuckers. assaulting you. Yes, telling you that you ain't shit and, you know, fuck you. And and I I don't have time for that. You know what I mean? So it's just like when you do see... The stuff like that cut through. I'm just trying to be more be more focused on the positive than the bullshit. Well, I have one more because this don't get used to this, but I have one more kudos for you. So this weekend, I sent you a screenshot of something where this man was said that you introduced him to a bunch of people: Andrew, Kazim, Akash, Jesus, Mer- Kid Mero. Um, that would be Jesus and Mero. Me, Taxstone. Mouse Jones, Van Lathan, Kid Fury, and Crystals. Um, and he said, that's dope influence. And so to the point, I know that you all might be thinking, what in the world does this have to do with Tyler Perry? There are so many actors and actresses who got their start with him. Yeah, using the platform. And that's what you've done. Like your platform, you didn't wait till you were a billionaire or, well, you might be millionaire-ish. Don't run up on him, though. But like, <laughs> doing all right. you're doing all right. <laughs> but the thing is, like, he didn't wait until you didn't wait till you arrived to put other people on. Um, and I think that that says a lot. And I like this text and I and I responded to him or not text to this tweet. I responded to him and said, and that's just the beginning, because there are a lot of other people that he might not have been put on to. But you put other people on to mm-hmm. every time a door opens for you. You're always trying to figure out a way to bring someone else along. And even though you say some real ignorant stuff sometimes, that is one of the reasons why we really get along. I believe in a a good balance of righteousness and righteousness. Well, okay. Say both of those words again. I don't know why that shit came out like that. (laughs) I believe in in righteousness and ratchetness. You know what I mean? But but it's just a balance. And and what word did we hear? We heard somebody just gave that word. The fist of ratchet? No, 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 not that word. The word about... uh, wasn't it Bishop T.D. Jakes that Tyler's thing? What is it? I don't. You have to finish. The he thought. was talking about the ark. Yes. And he was talking about leaving the door open, yep. or so, so that it's a bridge or a platform. Boom. There you the go. The platform for people to walk there across. There you go. And that was when the animals went two by two, and that's exactly right. So I sent you this because normally we do have a lot of crazy banter, or we're trying to encourage each other and trying to talk each other off a ledge, or it's some of the nonsense we thought we think we should be <laughs> in the middle of trying to solve. Mm-hmm. But I just was like, you know, brother, I want to share this with you. This was so nice. And so I shared it with and, you. And somebody told me, they was like, yo, that's because, he said, that's what happens when you plant seeds. When you plant seeds. I just told you about the seed plant the other door you every did? day. Why, why can't we talk today? Did you hear me just say? <laughs> hold on. You really told me that? <laughs> yes. I literally was like, you said, hold on. Okay. In response to the text message. Sorry, y'all. It's our memories. You said, why are people being so nice to me all of a sudden? And I said, brother, you've always had a fan base. And also, you know when you sow a seed, it takes a minute oh, for it to take you, root and you, then got bloom, you, got right? Got you, got also, you. just receive the love and gratitude because you're being so damn skeptical. I mean, listen, that's part of having anxiety, right? When you think somebody's being yeah. nice to you. They, like, what's that's exactly they patting you on the back because they about to stab you in yeah. it. Yeah, you know? which so, can happen too. May, listen, I, know, I just know how fickle these people are. So yeah. it's like, that's why when I do... The work, I do the work for me. Yeah. I do the work because I 
am truly seeking healing. I go to therapy for me. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't go to therapy for nobody else. I, I strive to be a better person because I want to be a better person for me. Because I know if I be a better person for me, then I'm a better person for everybody else. And plus, just as far as like, you know, throwing assists, that's the that's always been the easiest yeah. thing for anybody to do. Like people make it so difficult. Like I remember a long time ago, somebody told me about the, you know, a, a, a closed fist mm -hmm. can't receive anything. Yeah. It was just like, I keep my hands open. Like what is, what is, what is it to, Put somebody on the radio yeah. or put somebody on a podcast or put somebody on your TV show. Like, that's the easiest thing in the world because those people are helping me. Right. We're all helping each other. I think that's right. I don't understand why it's such so difficult for people to even grasp that concept. Because there are a lot of people that come from like a poverty mindset. And it's not it doesn't mean that you grew up poor or that you are poor now. But it's the type of mindset um, they talk about, like a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. Mm -hmm. And a fixed mind mindset says there are only so many resources. Gotcha. And if there are only so many resources, if I share this with you, that means I have less, mm. but it's the opposite, you know? Yes. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I think that part of it is a, like a paradigm shift and to bring this full circle back to what happened with Tyler Perry, he opened the doors for people to see the fullness of his vision and allow people in when there was, you know, what people call Chitlin Circuit plays. Yeah. Allow people in when he was making his first movie and was always putting people on. Did you know the choir that walked up during the brunch right before the Sunday service at his um, studio? Mm -hmm. The members of the choir are people who have been in the plays and some of his movies and singing in like as extras or singing in the choir. Wow. So, I mean, it's just like, and people wanted to do that and be there for him. So, I, I love it's incredible. the interview he did with Gail King. Mm -hmm. And when he said he's not accepted in Hollywood. And he was like, I make movies for black people. Yeah. And he was like, like, it was never for y'all. It was never for y'all. He was like, y'all don't speak our language. And that was so dope to me because I'm like, that that is everything they tell you not to do in this business. That's right. They tell you to be broad and yep. you know, be mainstream. And you got you to appeal to everybody. But yeah. what they really mean is you got to appeal to white people. Yeah. Like Tyler Perry never did that. And I know people give him flack. because Never he, for the critics. Never for the awards. Never. never for any, yeah. And he's like, oh, but he, he put on a dress. Here's the thing. He's acting. Mm. Who gives a fuck? And, yeah. he, and, and and nobody nobody made him wear a dress. Yeah. He was owning his own shit. He did that because he was playing a character, yeah. and he plays that character extremely I well. Medea, who didn't? Man, listen, we <laughs> gro growing up in Mount's Corner. Like the first time I ever read about Tyler Perry was in the Source magazine, and I had, really yes in and, the Source in the Source magazine, wow. and I had knew his plays because my my mother in law used to watch a lot of his plays, mm -hmm. and me and my wife used to watch them all the time at at, my, at her house, and this was before he was even married, mm -hmm. and I read in the Source that he had made thirty five million dollars off his stage plays, and I was like, holy shit, mm -hmm. motherfucker made thirty five million dollars off his stage plays, and it was because they were talking about that because he was uh, about to come out with his first movie, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Yes, which I saw the play. And I remember all of us went to go see Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Why is your phone ringing so much? People, is Russia calling you now? Russia started calling me. I'm no, not playing. What do you mean? Russia started calling me. Like, the, you know how they'll show you the number, but in the countries underneath it, it says Russia. Oh, your phone tap. Shut up. Your phone definitely tapping. Right? Russia ain't never called me. Only people calling me is family members well, and shit. If my phone is tapped, they about to start calling you because I'd be talking to you. You know what it is now? It's <laughs> holiday season. So being that it's holiday season, people... <laughs> People calling to ask for money early. I'm serious. Are you kidding? I'm telling you, they calling to ask for money early because they know it's going to look too suspicious. Like if they start doing it after Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. So they're doing it now. Mm -hmm. Like if I Are they asking for money? They just calling to check on how you doing first. That's the bullshit. Okay. The bullshit. <laughs> the bullshit is. The bullshit is. Um, 
Uh, is you not remembering what you was going to say? No, because oh, I got I to gotta text Jess back something. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Hi, Jess. Um, okay, you can't just stop in the middle of the podcast. I thought we were going to play the silent game. No, that was before oh, no. you The bullshit is, if you see ideas. some Glad of the things that I'm getting. Like Give me thing, one example. The, I'm going to show you. <laughs> no, I want you to read it out loud. You have to I don't know if I want to put this person on. Don't, you, tell, you don't, don't say who yeah, it is. You don't is. know who this is because I don't know if she, I don't know if the person is lying to me or not. But this is the type of shit I'm getting. Look. <laughs> oh, no, that's sad. All right. Okay. Hold on. I was just recently taken off life support. Hey, uh, <laughs> right. Wait a minute. What? That's not funny. I ain't saying it's funny. I'm just saying like, come on, man. How do you know this person? How you texting through all of this? <laughs> Who took the picture of you in the hospital bed? Oh, you think that you you are really nuts. You think Who that took the, the picture of you in the hospital bed? Somebody who thought they wasn't going to make it. Come on, it. man. On life support? Yes. That's the right, okay, time when right, people well, listen, think you're on. not going to make hold it. Hold on. Look at this one. All right. This one says, hold on, hold on. This dude, All right. you need to block some Sorry to bother you, but I might Sorry ha- to bother you is always a really bad start. <laughs> but I might have bleeding on the brain. <laughs> I have to go back in the hospital to see neurologists. That is so These are some sad. very super duper long text messages for you to have bleeding on the brain. Oh my God, just because you have bleeding on the brain don't mean you can't function anymore. And you just got off life support. I'm just saying... Is this, that's the same person? Yes. That has bleeding on the brain in life support? Yes. Well, that's believable. Maybe they were on life support because they had bleeding on the brain. Maybe they did drain some of the blood. We need a medical professional to tell us. How. This is this, this how they hit you, though. They'll, they'll, do you know this person well? Yes, I do. One day they'll hit you and they'll be like, life support. Next day is bleeding on the brain, right? So they're building up the sympathy, the sympathy, sympathy, sympathy. Next sympathy. day they're going to be rose from the dead? No, next day is, can I have $600? <laughs> okay, well, let me ask you this. Yes. If something were to happen to this person you know well, mm-hmm. would you be sad? Um, I'm all, I'm always sad when something happens to people that I know. Um, well, here's what I would say. I think that you um have to try the spirit by the spirit, which mm-hmm. yeah, I think is just another way of saying you have to be discerning, right? Like yeah. everything can't be, you know, you don't have endless resources and people might think because you have more than them. That it's available to them, and that we know is not the case. When I tell this, when I told this person, I said, "No, I cannot help you right now because I'm a little scratched." And the only reason I'm, I'm, I say I'm scratched is because I got things that I'm specifically doing this week. Right? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm doing something with South Carolina State University this week, and I'll be at their homecoming on um, this weekend. You gonna talk about what that is? Because that's exciting. Um, nah, because it's a it's an announcement. They're gonna do, they, they're doing I it this weekend at the homecoming. No, no, they're doing it at the we're gonna do it at the homecoming game this weekend. Well, but, he's um, got a big announcement at South Carolina State University. Yeah. So I and I said that to her on top of just other things like just life. You have responsibility. Absolutely. I got three kids. Yeah. You think she cared? Well, I don't know. She said she actually hit me back and said, "Well, it's just such and such and such. It's just this amount of money." It's like you're not even listening to me. So if you're not listening to me, mm-hmm. why should I listen to you? Well, when I a think person that tells you, you no, know, you have to be able to receive that to no. Somebody because it's the right thing to do, regardless of mm-hmm. how they respond. You're only responsible for how you engage. Yes, but it is really hard. Like I, I understand well, like feeling. Um, like the kindness is taken for weakness. Um, and I feel like sometimes even with family, right? Like you give money and they think it's an open invitation to an endless amount of your resources. Mm-hmm. 
And it's super frustrating. Yes. And it's like, I don't know what the, like, the proper thing to do is. I don't think it's to tell somebody no because I've been in situations. What's wrong with no? Well, I'm, I don't, I'm saying like, just because, like, just saying no, just for the hell of it. Like, I really think you have to like, feel into doing what's the right oh, thing. Oh, absolutely. I'm a, listen, I'm a, I'm a giver, but at certain times I'm like, no, because I feel like sometimes we get in the way of the lesson God is trying to teach somebody. I agree with that. But like, and then it's like, who are we to decide what that lesson is though? And it's just like, I don't know. I really, I'm, I'm maybe the wrong person to ask here. Cause I feel like, not that you even asked me, but <laughs> the thing that I wrestle with is like, when is it my responsibility to teach you how to fish instead of just giving you the fish? Boom. I don't know when it is, but I'm just Boom. saying, I feel like that sometimes. I feel like. If I keep coming to your rescue, you're never going to to grow. I'm going to read you something. This is my dude, Top Dog. Top Dog. What is, is in this thing? I have black stuff on my hand now. Top Dog is the CEO of Top Dog I Entertainment. I know who Top Dog is. And he posted this yesterday on Instagram, and He's I thought it was so dope. Revolt Summit this weekend, too. How are you not doing Revolt Summit? Um, I mean, I'm, 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 booked, I'm booked that whole weekend. I think he put hiring. Does that mean you're missing my birthday? I don't know yet. Hold on. He put hiring wow. with all the phone numbers. FedEx, Home Depot, UPS, oh, Verizon. I need that. Send Staples, that to me. Send Starbucks, to me. McDonald's, Burger King, Popeyes. I don't fool with And that. with the phone numbers and everything. Send me that. And he put, get off your ass and go get a job, nigga. All of these companies are hiring. Go make some shit happen for yourself and stop looking for handouts. I dedicate this post to my last phone call. Nigga, you know who you are. And if you call oh begging again, my. I'm posting your pick and phone number. Man, you can't ever do enough for those who don't appreciate the things you do for them. Niggas feel like you owe them for working your ass off. I took too many penitentiary chances to give my shit away that easy. Wait, those who know me know I'm chances. always helping people. But these repeated offenders got me hot. I will start posting. Posting niggas, I'm done. Hashtag hard work. I agree with him. I agree with him too, but can we talk about how he said he took too many penitentiary what? Chances. <laughs> He's right. Listen, I appreciate my money. The reason I'm so frugal is because I remember being super broke. I remember when everybody around me was hustling and making their money, and I tried to hustle, and I was making a little bit of money, but I realized quickly that this ain't no future in this shit, yeah. and all these motherfuckers going to end up in jail or dead, so I'm going to go the other path. So I remember those times when we had to struggle. I remember collecting unemployment checks, you know, because I had been fired four times from motherfucking radio, and Jess had to work, and she had to you know, keep the lights on mm -hmm. where she had to go down to the courthouse because we was about to get evicted. I remember that type of stuff. Yeah. So I'm very frugal, mm -hmm. very. Mm -hmm. And I don't just feel like, you know, I, I help those who help themselves. Yeah. If I see hustlers and I'm like, yo, that person right there, that motherfucker is a hustler. Mm -hmm. I just want to be the adult that I needed as a child. Because remember, I, I can think of plenty of times where like I had a good idea for something when I was younger, mm -hmm. just didn't have the resources. And one of my homeboys who was a, who was a, who was a D boy, he would always look me out if I wanted to throw a party, boom, yeah. boom, and that's why to this day anything he need from me, I will help him with because mm -hmm. I remember that he was that guy for me. So I try to be that person for all the other little hustlers I see around me if they're working though. Yeah, if they're working, I'll I'll look you out all day long. I'll try to make I will do everything I can to try to make your life as easy as possible. You got to be the adult you needed as a child. Well, speaking of adults needed as children, mm -hmm. um, the Bidens. Yes, my <laughs> man Hunter. They have Hunter still sniff coke. 
Um, I don't know. I, I don't have any knowledge. First Didn't he do? I, I saw a whole article where he talked about his yeah, cocaine use. But I don't know like whether I don't have not been in the room with Hunter. I have no idea. If I Hunter, trust him if he sniffs coke. Okay, well, that is your testimony, <laughs> sir. Um, here's the thing that I am fascinated by. Okay. And I'm bothered by it. Like, I find myself in this conundrum of do we weigh um, candidates and their families by the standard that we used to weigh everybody by in 2016? Or is it the new Trump standard? Right? Because I feel like. Donald Trump has set a new low and it's one I don't enjoy being. I feel like he has no character. He has no integrity. He is selfish and greedy and they're benefiting from the presidency hand over foot financially and in other ways, Mm -hmm. Um, perhaps with foreign influence, which is, you know, what this whole thing is about. And um, Hunter Biden, of course, has done this interview where he talks about he shouldn't have been on that board for the Ukrainian company. and. I agree, mm-hmm. you know, from an optic standpoint, from an ethical standpoint, perhaps no family member of uh, someone. This is actually my dad's idea. No, no family member of someone in the federal government should be on the board of a foreign company's board or work with the foreign. Got to be government. a close family member, though, right? I agree. But if like, I'm a cousin. Yeah. That okay. you don't fuck with just because I'm a Biden. Yeah, Cousin Pete got to go make his money. No, sure. But it's, it should be the same standard as like certain members of your family can't work for you. If you work, you know, on Capitol Hill, Mm -hmm. we know that's not the standard because Ivanka has a job and her husband has a job with Donald Trump. It's a total different standard for Capitol Hill. If you are the son, daughter, um, brother, sister, grandchild, now they've added Mm -hmm. a grandchild of a member of Congress, you cannot work there. Husband, wife, partner, right? You cannot work there. And so it's just interesting to see that that is not the same standard there. See, this, here's the thing with Trump. I don't yeah. know if Trump should be the bar for anything. He shouldn't be. But. Except for, like, get barred out. But. I, he should be right. behind bars. Yeah. I do like the fact that he's ripped up the playbook of politics, though. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if the playbooks of politics. But at what cost? Exactly. I feel like it's more than exactly. politics he's ripped up the playbook for. I don't think the playbook of politics should be ripped up and rewritten to what he's doing. Mm-hmm. But I do like the fact that the polit- the language of politics has changed. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I like the fact that politicians, we should have never held politicians to a high a, perf- a high standard of perfection. Like that should have never been the case. Did we ever hold them to high standards of perfection? Yes. Who met that bar? To the point to where, nobody, but to the okay. point to where if a guy got caught cheating or, you know, if a guy cursed at one point, or if a guy smoked weed back in the day, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Like we're human. Everybody in America has done all of those things. So why wouldn't we expect the president of the United States of America to have done those things? Well, I think that part of it is like you want your leader to be like there's a biblical concept of being above reproach. You want your leaders to be above reproach, meaning you want them to stand before people blameless. Is that an impossible standard as humans? Yeah, probably. Yes. But you want them to have um, some decency about it. And he has none. Like from the Smoking very Smoking weed don't make you indecent, No, though. of course not. But I'm just saying like. There are other things that he's done that because he claims he's never smoked weed and doesn't drink. He acts like he does both at the same damn time. But like Trump's he's done the, other yeah. things that are far worse. Yes. That's why I say Trump can't be Trump cannot be the standard. So, well, what do you think about Hunter Biden doing this on the day of a debate? Like, I like it. I thought it was a great strategy. It's like, OK, I want to know why you think it's a great strategy. So I can tell you why I think it was a terrible. I strategy. thought it was a great strategy because 
if those questions about Ukraine come up in tonight's debate, which they may or may not, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But if they do, they would have been coming from the perspective of the Trump administration's narrative and everything that's been out there thus far. Now that Hunter goes up there and Hunter says what he says, now those questions will probably be reshaped to, fit, to, to come from what Hunter said as opposed to what Trump said about Joe Biden. So now Joe will be up there asking questions that his son presented to people. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? As opposed to what Trump presented to people. So the narrative kind of shifted to me. So here's the only challenge. Um, he said that it was wrong, right? And I think from an optics standpoint, yes, there's not a current ethics rule on the books that would have prevented that, like I said. But I think that his father going into a debate where he's, in some polls at least, still the front runner, is harmful. All Joe got to say is my son said it was wrong. My son said it was wrong, and I think it's wrong. So now now I'm not even denouncing my son. My son already denounced himself. Okay, but people are going to be like, well, if you think it's wrong and this happened while you were vice president or as you've had this title— how should we trust you with the highest office in the land if you make that kind of fail? And I think that the reality of it is that is the issue with one set of standards for Democratic politicians and a whole different set of standards for Republican politicians because Donald Trump doesn't play by that same. Can playbook. Joe say he didn't know? He can't. I don't think that there. I don't think that you can do that. That's like the same thing mm-hmm. as um, Bakari compared this earlier to Hillary Clinton's email server. Mm-hmm. It's just like. It, okay, maybe it wasn't wrong, wrong, but it was wrong-ish. It was wrong enough. Okay, yeah, okay, so that's, you know, that's, that's, and, a, that's a question. Is, so it, it, is, what, is it illegal what he did? Is it a crime? No, but here's the thing. When you're in this situation now where Rudy Giuliani potentially may go to jail because of his business dealings with Ukraine, the way in which they use Ukrainian money to influence U.S. politics, that was going to be a Republican problem. Mm-hmm. So it also presents a, a problem on, on a bipartisan level, which perhaps could bring people together because now it looks like Ukrainian was playing, Ukraine was playing ball with both sides of the aisle trying to influence our process unduly in multiple ways. Mm-hmm. It could have just been a Republican narrative, but Joe Biden's son being involved means they were going, they were taking two routes. Here's the thing. I agree with everything you're saying, mm-hmm. but this is why I will not let Trump off the hook with that one. I'm not saying because, let no, him no, off the no, hook. No, because what Trump and what the Republicans say, they're going to compare Ukraine, Trump's Ukraine shit to Biden's Ukraine shit. But with Trump, you got to take in all the other eight or nine, 10, 12 impeachable offenses he had. And it's this, more this, than that. That's what I'm saying. This is just the latest in a but long line thing. of bullshit. But here's the problem with that. That would have worked if they would have started the impeachment inquiry when we were all saying yeah, they, yeah, just started. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. waited until Joe Biden was the front runner in this race for it to be like, oh, now we got to impeach him. It yeah. looks politically motivated to his supporters. I understand mm-hmm. that they were trying to wait for something for folks that are blue dog Democrat Democrats and coming from red districts for them to get on board, but the optics look bad there too. I think that's what Democrats are waiting on. I think they were waiting on optics. I think they were waiting on something something that could play out. I think, I think that this Mm. is, I do. I really believe that like you turning a blind eye to 3000 conflicts of interest is a problem. You not saying that any of that was impeachable and some of it far worse is a problem. Well, the problem is we all cater to the court of public opinion nowadays. So if, Sadly, if social yeah. media and the media is not up in arms about something. But then where is your courage, right? That, if you I run agree. for office, I to agree. me, if you run for office, like even the fact that there's an article that comes out, you know, celebrating these white women, members of Congress saying that they're the heroes and the leaders of impeachment. No. What about Congresswoman Maxine Waters? What about Congressman Al Green? 
Like, how are you just going to give I'm that credit with away? With, with optics, I didn't know there was white women in Congress anymore. I think of the squad. No, <laughs> I, I think of Maxine squad. Waters. I, love I don't think it. Imp- I, who's but the white I'm telling woman? you, I can't even remember their names, but they come from red districts. And so they got badges of honor. And, you know, oh, they're so courageous because they went against what their districts want to finally do the right thing. But where have How you been over lips? these last, shut up, 17, 18 months? How long has it been? Shit, it's been almost three years. Well, have a long. I mean, yeah, hell, yeah. I, mean, I am in a. No, it's been over bubble. three years. Okay, a long, since 2016, since January 2017. Oh, yeah, next year it'd be three years. Yeah, yeah, going into four. Because the election's in November. No, January 2017, which means it's almost three years. Because yeah. he, got, he got sworn in January 20th, 2017. I won't forget. I don't, I don't, I get what you're saying, but anyway, like. Anyway, here's my point. Yeah. This is my last point on Ukraine. The other problem it presents, um, Biden's son being privy to, you know, whatever's happening in Ukraine. And he might not have even been associated with the money that was coming into U.S. politics, I will give him that. Mm-hmm. You know, plausible deniability, the company he was working for, he didn't know, whatever, whatever. But now, the the thing we've been saying forever since the 2018 election, that they stole the election from Andrew Gillum in Florida. Mm-hmm. Now, the Ukrainian company that Rudy Giuliani was affiliated with, the businessman from the Ukraine is standing right behind Ron DeSantis. Now break that down for me. I'm about to. Okay. Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis was Andrew Gillum's opponent. They were. They paid money. They donated to his campaign. The dude is standing right behind Ron DeSantis the night of the election when Ron DeSantis um, was having like his interview to you know where they were telling him you know congratulations for winning the race. The man is right there. And we've been talking about how they stole the election. We know that there were machines that were hacked into. Mm-hmm. Now we know there were foreign dollars coming into the campaign. Jesus right? Christ. And that's what I'm saying. And so it's just like it was a squarely Republican problem. Mm-hmm. And now the optics are that it's just like, oh, now all politicians are corrupt, which is a narrative that we know has existed for far too long. But I mean, all politicians are corrupt. For no, the they're part. not. I mean, everything you just w- name some who aren't. You talked about the squad. You talked about MW. Like, yes, there are, people, there are tons of politicians who are not corrupt, who truly are Public service. But I think when politicians get to that level of power, when you get to the level of the Bidens, when you get to the level of actually being in the White House and being part of that part of administrations, I think it's very hard not to be corrupt. But the, Obamas, governors, the Obamas were above reproach. You have to be as a black elected official. They were above reproach. What did they do that was corrupt? That tan suit was Shut up. so Shut fucking up. wrong. That it was the same color of your jacket yeah, right now. Right now. And that shit was horrible. That tan suit. Should have never happened. Are you saying that, that my tan the country. rain jacket trench coat thing is horrible? No, it's not. Um, you I'm know, I, I think about the Obamas often because I always say to myself, yo, Barack really must have been Jesus. No, he wasn't Jesus. They thought he was the Antichrist. And I got another thing. The only reason, another I say, the only reason I say I think he might have been Jesus because he really had to be perfect for them not to have nothing on him. Yeah. I'm talking about a. I'm talking about a life. Well, he had to a be a life of perfection. But isn't this crazy? Because now you have walked your ass right back to the point you were making before, which was you got to be. You we can't hold them to that standard. Barack's the only one, though. But I'm just. But my point is, no, like, no, no. Barack really is the only one. Maybe he is. There's no other president that you can think of who didn't have some bullshit with them. Because he's black. Like he. Like the the point that I that want looks, white privilege. That, but think about that. He's. According to this country, yeah. him being black, he definitely should have had some bullshit with him throughout no, no, his life. No, no, agreed. But we also know that because he was black, he couldn't. Period. But just the fact he not that he couldn't, he didn't. No, I agree. Because think about it, they would have been digging back elementary school, they tried. middle school, they tried. high they, school. Thank God he wrote about doing cocaine in college because they would have dug that up. Which, which to me, 
I've smoked cocaine in you a blunt. You did? In a blunt, yeah. So I was with these dudes one night and they had it rolled up. I, and now that I know what it actually smells like, in hindsight, I was like, oh Why shit, we smoked the weed that night. Because like? I've been around people who smoking weed and coke before. Yeah, so when I, when I smelt it later, I was like, oh shit, we smoked woolers before. Great high, What by is the it way. called? We used to call it Woolers back in the Woolers? day. Woolers? Woolers. Is that because you was like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know why we used that to call it Woolers. They call it Bunk in Florida, and Florida is called Bunk. But I definitely did it. Great high, by the way. No. If I was younger, I would do it okay, again by accident. This is not a cocaine promoting podcast. <laughs> That's what we're not going to do, actually. Speaking of Jesus in the name of Jesus, we're not doing that today. But yes, <laughs> oh I did. God. But I'm saying all that to say that's regular American shit. That shouldn't disqualify you from being president. No, okay, but I'm just, my point is like, in his adult life, after he decided, like after he became a Harvard Law Review editor, the first black one at Harvard, I think he was the first black one at Harvard. Yes, he was. And, and then after he became an organizer in Chicago, he had to be flawless. Yeah. Like flawless. Yeah. And it's just like, and like immaculate. So I don't know if he knew from way back then that he wanted to be president. But he had to be flawless. And he still lost yeah. races. Like, he lost a congressional race to Bobby Rush, who was still the member of Congress, or one of the members of Congress representing Chicago. It says a lot about President Barack Obama that he is a black man in America who's considered a leader, who's the first black president, who they have nothing on. Because they don't let none of your leaders walk away clean. None of your black leaders. No. All your black leaders got some dirt on them. They got yeah. some bullshit with them. They always, every black leader, they attach something to them. Yeah. Whether it's Martin Luther King Jr. being an adulterer, whether it's, you know, Malcolm X, they, they couldn't really use his past against him because he owned a lot of it. Yeah. But then later on in life, they tried to say he was gay. Like, little st stuff like that. Yeah. They have nothing on Barack. Yeah. Nothing. Well, maybe, I don't know. He's I the only one, by the way. Yeah, I mean, to your point, I can't think. You know who else I can think of? Desmond Tutu, but he not from here. You know who Desmond Tutu is? I do is? know Desmond Tutu. I don't know much about Desmond Nelson Tutu. Nelson Mandela? No. I mean, Nelson was in jail for 27 years. I know, but that's not because he did I, anything and, and, wrong. I know, it's not because he did anything wrong, but that's what they will say. Like, if you, if you don't know why Nelson Mandela went to jail, well, it's easy for somebody just to be like, he was in prison for 27 years. Like, what? You wouldn't even ask no questions. Like, he was in I, prison. because wouldn't? He, yes, we would. I mean, we would, but the average kid the average kid wouldn't ask no questions yes, about why Nelson would. Mandela was in 27 You got to give these kids more credit than that. And by the way, people would just assume, oh, he was in jail for 27 years, he did something wrong. No, they would not. Who? I think a lot of people are stupid. It's not the people. No, well, maybe, I'm but a lot you. of the people who interface with our criminal justice system know that in South Africa back then, that yes. had to be jacked up. If Donald Trump stood on stage right now and was like, <sighs> They celebrated a, 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 a ex-felon like Nelson Mandela, convict who's in jail for 27 years. You know who should have been an ex-felon is Christopher Columbus. That's who should have been an ex-felon. Oh, absolutely. Anyway, I don't know what just happened. We went way... We was no, talking we about again? We was talking about the Hunter Biden thing, and you said, should we hold people to no, the standard? No, you said that. You said everybody got to be perfect. No! I said that. I don't think everybody has to be perfect. I just don't no, think... You, I, I agree. You just can't be Trump. <laughs> like perfection like I can stand Bill Clinton getting some head in the Oval Office I can't you know what I'm saying and I can even stand him I can even stand him lying about it I can understand that he's married he had to lie about but, it but he shouldn't have did it he shouldn't have did it but sometimes you make mistakes the flesh is weak you know what I'm saying? You need some stronger flesh. Do not do that with the <laughs> interns, please. Never. I'm a, I'm a different... I'm not talking about you. Did I'm I tell telling you... That this is a public service announcement. Did I tell you about how Tyler Perry... All, all, all old nasty ass men, leave the interns alone. Did I tell you about how at Tyler Perry's event, Bill Clinton shook um, my wife's hand? <laughs> and I said, yo, you shaking her hand a little too long. 
And he rubbed his chin and he goes, you know, Charlemagne, you should want me to talk to her for an hour. Because at this point in my life, I'm old and harmless. Let me tell you. <laughs> I don't know if I believe that. Ask Bakari. <laughs> no, he was standing right there. I believe there. you. I don't oh. know if I believe that he's old and harmless. They got that blue chew. That blue chew. You know what that blue chew is? No. <laughs> Them old men take that blue chew. Oh. It's on and popping. That's what you call it? That's, yeah, what, it's, that's what it's called. It's called blue chew. That's an actual brand. No, it's not. Yes. I called. thought it's called Viagra. No. I mean, they have Viagra, but blue chew is another brand that old men take. And hey. I don't know what is happening. You guys, I'm sorry for are this We're talking about Bill Clinton? I'm just no, telling No, we are all over the place. No, we're not. This yes, is all sir. about, this is all in the context of... Ukraine. Ukraine <laughs> and, and, what, and what the standards should be. Okay. So speaking of standards yes. and what they should be. Oh, I got a better question. Just to, to double, Not a better question. You don't even know what the question no, is no. yet. I'm piggybacking off the Hunter Biden shit. I was not piggybacking. I was trying to change the subject. Go. Should the presidents be held liable for what their kids do? When they're grown? Just in at general, all. at all. I don't, I don't think so. I, don't, I really don't think so. I think that um, that's another piece of this to me. Like, I think that Joe Biden has enough of his own stuff, mm -hmm. right? And I think that the reality of it is, um, is Bo Biden was the one who folks expected to fulfill the legacy of his dad. And you didn't hear that much about Hunter, you know? And I'm not calling him a black sheep. Why does everything negative got to be black, by that's the way? We talked about that all the time, but... Um, but let's face it, like he's had a more challenging and lived a fuller, you know, a life that has more reasons to, you know, to, to, to garner exposure for him in ways that are not positive for his dad. Let's mm -hmm. just be real. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Yeah. And I mean, among other things, right. I mm -hmm. mean, Bo's widow, right. Like there are so many other. Oh yeah. He was with Bo's widow. Yeah. So I just think there are so many other issues here and I don't know that people, that parents should be held accountable for their kids. Like, I don't, I don't so. want my parents to be held accountable for what I do wrong. I think they should be celebrated if I do something right. But if I make a mistake or do something that is not uh, to their liking, I don't think they should be accountable. That's such that. a weird thing though, because kids shouldn't be held to, you know, I mean, parents shouldn't be held to the bullshit of their kids, but most of the time parents bullshit is the reason kids are the way that they are. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, but sometimes, you know, as you, I think especially as you get older and mature, there are things that happen that are not because of your parents, even when your parents hold themselves responsible. Um, like there are kids who went to spend the night at somebody's house and got molested and mm -hmm. their parents like feel guilt for the rest of their lives because of that. That's not the parents' fault in a lot of instances. I'm not talking nah, about people's that's not places, parents' fault. You know? I mean, you should vet who your kids are staying with, but yeah. that's not your parents' fault. Because you, re you really never know people. You don't. You really you don't. You don't. And that's the thing. So anyway, I can't remember what my transition was going to... Oh, speaking of... I don't remember what cocaine? my transition was. No, not cocaine. But speaking of standing in solidarity with people who are trying to fight for their freedom, because mm -hmm. I had lost my transition. Mm -hmm. Go right into this. Hong Kong. So LeBron said some things. What do you think about what LeBron well, said? It started it started with the what the general manager, the Houston Rockets, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He, he tweeted out something. Uh, he was standing in solidarity with, with, Hong the, Kong. with Hong Kong. And you know, the NBA makes billions of dollars in China. And, yes. and so I think Adam Silver, the commissioner, backed up what he basically just said, you know, our people have the right to say whatever they want to say, yada, mm -hmm. yada, yada. But then when China pulled that money mm -hmm. and, and started threatening to pull that money, Adam Silver changed his tune. Yeah. 
And now all of a sudden everybody in the NBA is so dumb. All the woke warriors in the NBA from Steve Kerr, like he don't really know what is going on. He yeah. tried to ask James Harden and Russell Westbrook about it, and the publicist jumped in and like, no, 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 let's let's move on to something yeah. else. LeBron, I don't even know what he said, but it wasn't as direct as, as he normally as is. he normally is. He said he said that he thought that the GM was misinformed with by his tweet, and that he also said that. Um, you know, people have free speech, but there's there are also consequences to that free speech. We know that already. But though. I think that that's not really fair. And I thought there was such a compelling tweet up that said LeBron um, basically told the GM of the Houston Rockets to shut, shut up, up and, and dribble. dribble. I was like, wow. And so the question just becomes when we start kowtowing to the dollar, where are our morals really? And I just I would challenge him with that, like as powerful as his voice has been on issues surrounding social justice and Black Lives Matter and, you know, police brutality after police shooting after, you know, the the issues in, that we experience in our community. Where do we draw the line? And I know that we're not we're not in Hong Kong and some people may not be well versed. On I don't know nothing about what's going on in Hong Kong. don't understand the separation between Hong Kong and China. I get that. I have no idea. But what you need to know is that there are people who feel oppressed. And in a moment where people could benefit from the power of your voice and you're not going to use it to their benefit, just shut up. I'm, I'm not what, telling you shut up and dribble, but I'm saying don't go step out there and say something that undermines the fight for equality and freedom anywhere. You know what Dick Gregory once said? What did he say? He said, stay out the white folks' business. Hong Kong? Stay out the Asian folks' business. I don't know what the hell going on over there. I don't know who's in the right. I don't know who's in the wrong. So I can't speak on it. Well, read. Like, just read about it. If these if folks feel like... Where the Black Lives Matter... I know they don't got the internet over there, but where the Black Lives Matter tweets coming from over there? But I'm sure there are some. And and I think the question becomes, do we I'll only fight for stand- Asian Americans. Okay, but it, do, so what about the folks who came from Hong Kong? I don't know anything about what's going on over there. Okay, well, what I'm telling you is this. People not knowing what's going on doesn't mean that it's not going on. And so to that point, if you don't know, say, I don't know, but I'm never for the oppression of anybody. You can say that. I think we're missing the point here. What's the point? The point is the NBA makes so much money in China and they don't want to piss China off. I understand China could that. Be the, China could be the oppressors. For China all we know. is the oppressor. Oh, That's right. the whole thing. Okay, so being that China's the oppressors, they don't want to upset their oppressor because they're oppressed. That. That's where they're making all their but money with the oppressor. Here's the problem. When you can't draw the line for that oppressor, you won't draw the line when it comes to terrorism in um, in areas in the Middle East. It will come time for you not drawing the line when there's an oppressor here who now all of a sudden feels em- emboldened by Donald Trump and hate crimes are on the rise. You will constantly let oppression win. It's easy to it's easy to be against Donald Trump. No, what I, no it's no, but I'm that's talking the, that's about the cool, I'm that's, ta- that's actually the sexy cool I'm not thing talking to do. about the Trump of them. I'm talking about the owner of the Miami Dolphins. I'm talking about the other businessmen who might be easy throwing to stand big up against them. Not really. You know why it's easy to stand up against them? Because LeBron's not in business with them. None of these people in the NBA are in business. Oh, you're with talking them. about them. I yes. thought you were saying for us. LeBron does not want to offend China because LeBron wants to make money in China later. I understand. All that. of these people in the NBA do not want to offend China because they want to make money in China. But later. I think that my question is one of just righteousness. Like, what's the right thing to do? I understand the rationale. That doesn't make it right. And I'm just saying, at some point, we have to ask ourselves. When is it when is something worthy of us standing up like every dollar, every check sent over to us, every offer we get is not worth it. 
Like, you should want to be able to sleep at night. If people are dying in the streets for protesting for their freedom, stand in solidarity with what you know is right. But what if they don't know what's right? We keep trying to get these brothers to be righteous. By the way, this could be alt-righteousness. You know what I'm saying? What? This is alt righteousness. And the reason this is listen. The reason this is the reason this is ultra righteousness. No, the reason this is alt righteousness is because they're righteous about everything in the world, except when it comes to that dollar. So when it comes to that dollar and their pockets oh. are being affected, now we're gonna just you know what? Let's just pivot on this righteousness thing a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I understand that, and it's easy for me to like to criticize that because that's not my bread and butter. But I do think that there should be a serious conversation, especially with folks in our community, because we could also learn from China here. China threatened economic penalties and everybody changed their tune. If black people understood our economic power and know it may not be worth China's economy, but it is certainly our collective economic strength is more valuable than a lot of um, economies throughout the world. If we stood together and made economic threats. Now we see what happens when that when when they stand together. When a government says when it's worth this amount, yo, you about to lose all of this. People change their tune. I think there's something for us to learn from this as a culture. I too. wish that all of these sports, um, these sports organizations didn't try to move as a collective. Meaning, like if you're in the NFL, the NFL has their stance on things. They have their policies on things. But all the people that play are individuals. Yeah. So if people are taking different stands for different things, let them. Like, yeah. they find the guy from the Saints, like, I think $7,500 or some shit like that the other day because he wore a T-shirt that says, my God or God is good. I don't know, something like that. And he was like, oh, you can't take religious stances, right? And I'm like... Why not? Yeah, Why can't dumb. he take religious stance? If you're in the NBA, the NBA has one set of rules, one set of values. You shouldn't penalize the whole NBA Agreed. because the Houston GM tweeted out something. Like, no, that's how he feels. Yeah. By the way, Houston is big. In the, like the Rockets, like yeah. Asians love the Rockets. Why? Because Yao Ming used to play for them. Yeah. So Asians love the Rockets. I don't know why he tweeted that about... Hong Kong. Or I don't know what I don't even know what it really was. But that's what I, that's the whole point, right? Like if if someone is taking an unpopular stance to do the right thing, that's his stance as an individual. Yes, it shouldn't also, reflect on the whole NBA. No, but it also I think there's also comes a time for us to question our value systems and say, okay, maybe I don't know enough about this. But if somebody in response to me, like the dude from the Celtics, um, Enos Cantor. Mm-hmm. He responded to LeBron's press moment and is like passport revoked, family like go, he goes through this whole laundry list of stuff he experienced under the threat of um, a regime that is uh, that isn't isn't rooted in freedom in Turkey. He's not from Hong Kong, but he's just aligning. He's saying, "Listen, I know what it's like when you're not truly free," and he posted about this. And so I'm just saying, like. I don't I'm not of the opinion that it's like, oh, because Hong Kong didn't stand with us when we were saying such and such on Black Lives Matter as an official government that we reject the Hong Kong protester as an individual who could have some of them did right stand with us on some of these things and throw them out like, oh, well, because that's impacting my, the, my almighty dollar, I can't get with their freedom. I agree with you. I can't do that. This is Lenard McKelvey talking, though. Um, I think that we all should use our individual privileges to combat prejudice. But. Who am I? Who am I to sit around and you know try to help somebody else get free when I'm over here trying to help us get free? Because it's, and I don't know enough about what's going on over podcast, there. How do we start this podcast talking about 
um, the limitations on belief systems and saying that if you keep your hand open, right, like there's an abundance of that. You trying to grasp for your freedom doesn't mean that. I it, believe they should be free. Yeah. I definitely so believe they should be free, but that's all I have is a belief. I don't know what. That's, in, I don't have any. all you have to have is a belief. Oh, okay. I don't have any tangible but it action on what to do to help them. But it doesn't about what's going on. I'm not that's saying. True. I'm not even saying like sometimes it could just be like, yo, you all should pay attention to what's going on in Hong Kong. There may be some lessons we can learn from the protesters in the ways that they engage that would be beneficial for us. That I here. agree. That I agree with. But guess what? What? NBA making billions of dollars in China. They are not trying to piss those Chinese people off. That's really what it boils down to. Yeah. Everything you're saying is absolutely correct, and that's how it should be. But in this case in point, this shit don't got nothing to do with wokeness. This shit don't got nothing to do with liberation. This shit got to do with, like, look, you down. fucking up the church's money. Yeah. So being that you fucking up the church's money, you got to shut the fuck up. Yeah. And by the way, bad. everybody in the NBA has gotten the memo. <laughs> no, it's clear. <laughs> Every single person. And that's person. the thing. It's like, how interesting is it that the very thing they're fighting for, you now don't have? The very thing Ooh. they're fighting for, you Ooh. now don't have. Freedom. Yeah. Ooh. It's a, it's, free, it's a form of freedom, right? And that's the whole thing. It's like whenever we bow down to that thing that says, if you speak up for this, or if you stand up in this way, or if you protest in that way, there are consequences. So now you're bound, and the very thing you were fighting for or saying that you believed in, you no longer have. Now, hold on. I, I agree with you, but I'll push back a little bit and say yeah. they have freedom, but they know that there's consequences to that freedom. They're which, not, they're which is not, not real freedom. It's not real freedom. So they're not willing to say, they're not willing to say what they really want to say because they don't want to deal with the consequences. Yeah. To them, it's not worth it. And I think that's what yeah. it boils down to with everybody, right? LeBron is here in America. Of course, LeBron's going to speak out against police brutality. Yeah. Of course, he's going to speak out for Black Lives mm -hmm. Matter. Of course, he's going to speak out for players that are being oppressed, you know, are, are being unjustly cut the way Kaepernick was. Why? Because he has a direct connection yeah, yeah. with those yeah, people. I get that. No disrespect to those people in Hong Kong, but those guys don't have a direct connection with them. They're not, about to, they're not about to lose it all for Hong Kong. Yeah. They don't know nothing about it. They don't know anybody over there. And I'm not saying yeah. that's right. I'm well, just saying that's just, the, that's just what it is. And so, and to that point, I think if there was a lesson from this um, that I hope we could get is that we figure out ways to lay that platform down mm -hmm. and create the types of bridges that that ensure that we are all connected mm -hmm. in ways where we can empathize with people who are oppressed, no matter if that oppression looks identical to ours or is just similar, because we can benefit a lot more from that. Like we have to have that type of compassion where it's like, yeah, I'm going through something, but I see you over there, brother or sister or human. Mm -hmm. And I want to be supportive of whatever your struggle is. I hope that we can get to that point, but I do get it. It's like, there's a uh, protest fatigue. There is, um, oppression fatigue. There is PTSD based on our own experiences. There's another Man. young lady who was just shot and killed by the Fort Worth police right after the Botham uh, John. A Tatiana, no. Yeah, a Tatiana, a Tatiana Jefferson. Jefferson. Um, who was a, a Xavier University graduate. Just even that, like we're not even whole from what we thought was going to be a, a case where this woman is going to jail. The next day she has a bullshit sentence. Mm -hmm. And then the next day, the key witness in the case is shot in the mouth and they're like, oh, it was for a weed charge or a weed case. Somebody trying to take. By the way, that shit nonsense. went away so fast. No, I know. That shit went away but, so fast. So we are carrying the trauma of knowing 
We say Black Lives Matter. They still don't matter. They're treated with no regard. And then two seconds later, this sister is shot in her home. Fort Worth has to be very careful right now. And the reason, the reason Fort Worth has to be very careful right now is because Fort Worth, Texas is a ticking time bomb. And, I, and I'm happy that they arrested the guy. Um, I can't remember his name right now. Uh, Aaron Dean. Aaron Dean. I'm the glad that they arrested shot. Aaron Dean. But this can't be he one. He got to resign, though. He did get to resign. The, chief, the, the police chief said he would have fired him if he didn't resign. It doesn't matter. The fact I that agree. his ass could go back to work and he wasn't in handcuffs that night. Yes, but good night. The, like this can't be one of those cases where it's blue privilege. This can't be one of those cases where the justice system is looking out for one of their own. They have to convict this guy and treat him the same way they would anybody else who randomly killed a woman for no reason. Because if they don't. If they thought what happened in 2016 when those police officers got shot and killed, I think it was like five police officers got shot and killed and like nine were injured because the the, the brother was like, yo, he's he was just fed up. The brother was like, I'm tired of seeing, this is just right after Philando Castile and Alton yeah, Sterling. And he was like, I'm tired of seeing black men getting killed at the hands of the police and nothing is happening. Yeah. That, shit, when you had a, I can't remember the pastor's name. The pastor was on TV, mm -hmm. speaking from Fort Worth. The pastor said, enough is enough mm -hmm. the pastor said it comes a point in time where we can't just sit back and be passive especially when our women are being assaulted the way that they are mm -hmm. that's a pastor a man of god yeah who's ready to pray for forgiveness but pull out his gun and go I get some go get some reps about, shit no i don't shit. think he's talking about shooting anybody he said he said verbatim it comes a point in time where we're gonna have to retaliate he said retaliation mm -hmm. this is a pastor Come on now. You're asking too much of people after a while. No, and, I, and I'm and i not asking them anything except for to understand that this system of justice is clearly not set up for us. And we know that well. I don't know how um, to tell our folks that the only way to change things is to lean into the process that exists and make sure there are people who think just like us on the bench. We're not handing out Bibles and hugs you know, after Word. a sentence. Um, and that doesn't mean that they, uh, just because they look like us, I say all the time, our skin folk ain't always our kin folk. Doesn't mean that they like have to be black. It means they have to understand oppression. They have to understand that this criminal justice system is not set up for us. And they have to understand that it's failed us for too many years. This whole situation, I am almost nervous and scared and just terrified of what is going to happen. Yes, with this case, this is they, they smoking. They smoking a cigarette by a gas. Do you tank know they right said um, Lee Merritt, who is the now the attorney for the family of um, Tatiana um, Jefferson, said that there have been seven fatal shootings. Yes, by police in Dallas six Fort, months yeah. yep. in Fort Worth. Listen, man, it's bad. First law of nature is self preservation, right? So you have these police officers who they're doing their job. They're afraid. They want to make it out alive. So self-preservation tells them to shoot first, ask questions later. What happens when civilians start thinking like that? Because let's be clear. They do. I know that. They just white. It, 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 They're white. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They walk yeah, around yeah, yeah. and do that now. Absolutely. That's what the last several well, mass well, shootings well, well, have black been and there. brown civilians. What happens when black and brown civilians start thinking like that? When they see police and they see a, a threat. They think that their life is in danger. But most of us do think like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. But what happens when we start acting on that? Yeah. That's what America needs to be really, really terrified of. That's why I say that motherfucking shit going on in Fort Worth right now, that is a ticking time bomb. Yeah. That is a powdered keg. That is a gas tank and gas is leaking and somebody just rolled up a blunt with some coke in it. 
Okay, I need you to please not reference a blunt with cocaine. I'm telling you, they, they got yeah. America needs to really keep their eye on that situation going on in Fort Worth. If they don't do the right thing in Fort Worth, I'm telling you, it's going to be consequences what do you and repercussions. Think is the right thing at this point. Convict that man. That man needs to be convicted the same way they would convict anybody who randomly was okay. summoned somebody's yard and shot through they a window. Convicted Amber Geiger. She got ten years. Sentenced. But we, we clearly know that she ended up with five, right? Didn't she end up with five? I don't know, but That's we but, but we know that the judge in that case was biased. Clearly, we know that now. She was trying to be a good <laughs> like, Christian. Yeah, trying to be a good Christian. My ass, she was fucking yeah. suffering from Stockholm Syndrome. Was she was crazy. trying to be a good slave. That's what she was trying to be. Master, master, we got 10 years, master. Master, we going to jail, master. We going to jail, master. That's what the hell she was doing. And I don't um, feel sorry for her. I don't know where the five, oh, he said five years. I don't know where the five years came from. I thought, somebody, I thought she got 10 years. years. But somebody told me the, the other day when I said that, they were like, it ended up with five. I think it was um, on our little squad segment too. Anyway, y'all, it is 10 years. 10 years. Um, Which is still good. No, it's not. She walked into that man's apartment and killed him. I hate to say it as a black man in America, it's better than nothing. Okay. And that's what I was I've seen so many people get nothing. The question becomes... What do, what is, what is the, they better do the right thing. What is the right thing? Why is your lips so ashy? You know, that's the second time you pulled out that Carmex in this I'm going to be honest with you, man. Back in the day, people used to always say that I had Malik Loba, Malik Yoba lips. No. And being that I've been seeing Malik so much in the news and stuff, and being that he was on Breakfast Club, I'm just very, 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 very aware of my lips being dry. I'm sorry, but it used to stress me out on New York Undercover. I'm telling you. With no karmic. I'd rather my lips look super shiny than be like But you pulled it out twice right now and it wasn't even ashy. Anyway, okay, um, Carmex. Do we we have to finish? We were talking about the police officer. Oh, well, my only thing How much time should he get? I think he should go to jail for at least 25 years. I'm with that. That's fair. That's what they say, 25 to life. It should be. See, my thing is this, man. When you take somebody's life, I really think you should be in jail for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? But in a situation like this, like I'm not going to sit here and act like like I... What could he possibly say? What could he possibly say? They didn't even call the... You know, they didn't even call the emergency number. I heard. He was just like, can you just do a wellness check? You know her nephew was in the house? Yeah, she was playing video games with her nephew. I always do feel sorry for police, though. Just a little. I'm going to tell you why. Just not in all situations. But in certain situations. But my thing is this, like... it's. Imp- Please explain yourself. Okay. Public servants, which they are, they're supposed to be here to serve the needs of the public. Protect and serve. Protect and serve. So that means other people's, you know, other, pe- other people should come before you. That's impossible when you're a human. When you're a human being in a job like that, the first person you think about protecting is yourself and any service you're really doing is self-service, self-serving, especially in situations like that. When you're called and it's dark and the door is open and you're like, man, what the fuck is going on? That's why if it was me, if I was him, I would have pulled up in my car, blue lights going, sirens going out of an announce, yes. police are out but here. He, I wouldn't he be acted like on a no sneaky lawn. robber. Hey, listen, I know. That's to what, the back of the house. I, and that's why she, she, he should, he should, he lucky he didn't get shot. Listen. That's just the truth of the matter. And, my, my, and a woman in the house by herself with a, a young man, they was like, she got a gun in the house. So the fuck boy. what? And what, if, what happens if they would have shot the kid? Like, Lord it's just, have mercy. There's just too many... Anyway. And by the way, I'm not speaking about this particular cop in general. I'm just saying cops, cops do have a tough job. I just want them... If I could wish anything over the next decade, since we're now commemorating our 400th year here on this soil... I want protect and serve to apply to us, too. I want cops to realize, nigga, y'all are the hunters. We the rabbits. 
Okay, yeah. y'all kill way more of us than and shoot way more of us than we do to y'all. Y'all all we're we're terrified of y'all. You should know that. Yeah. So you don't have to approach any of the situations well, with us. Well, some of us are. It's not everybody that is. Well, guess what? The ones that aren't anymore, it's because they're seeing all of this type of bullshit happen and they're not trying to be a victim. No, I'm when I say us, I'm talking I'm talking about like general American people. I have watched white people Talk to police officers and I I'll be like, oh. Did I just tell you my- stay out of white folks' business? I'm talking about us. So Anytime you hear me talking, I'm talking about us. I don't get it. I don't speak. I know we live in a different America. <laughs> I'm yes, it is I'm not talking Americas. about them. I'm talking about us. When we see police, we don't want no problems. I'm yeah. the guy that's driving. Police get Hands behind me. My palms get sweaty. Yeah, my heart yeah. start beating crazy. Yes. I get shortness of breath. Before I have a panic attack, I pull over to the side of the road and let them pass me. I don't even want the interaction. Yeah. Police need to know that. Yeah. yeah. Ain't no need for you to have your gun on your hip. Ain't no need for you to be pulling your gun out your holster. I don't yeah. want no problems, Mr. Officer. Don't walk up on the side of the car with your friend. That's tow. it. Man. Don't call for backup. None of that. You. I promise you, we don't want no problems. Problems. Yeah, that's how they need to start approaching it. Y'all are the hunter. The rabbits ain't got no guns. Yeah. Okay. That's it. <laughs> what else? Lord have we were supposed to talk about the debate? Do we got time? Yeah, the debates of the night because we're gonna put this out today. Uh, Angela got her other podcast up too on one. You got Beto O'Rourke on, right? Beto. He corrected me. I don't me give a fuck what his name is because he don't come on the Breakfast Club. First of all, I just asked for you, so you hope you need to direct delete that. No, I'm gonna keep that. I want him to know that. That's how I feel. Why are you so mad? Until he comes you have no me. idea why he hasn't been on. Apologize. Everybody, every other candidate has been on. Maybe he's not. If you're been not invited. polling over two percent, you need to bring your ass on he's the breakfast club. Polling over two percent. He is. <laughs> yeah. What do you got? Two point one. No, there's somewhere he's like five percent or four percent. Look it up. Nobody believe that. Look it up. Nobody I just was on he's air earlier today. He's pork. Listen. Look at Quinnipiac. What? Huh? Quinnipiac, Paul. They didn't respond yet, but I did send an email. I just he hasn't been on Breakfast Club. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm I don't just, respect any white male. Can I just ask you who has not been on Breakfast Club? Here's the here's the thing that I just want to raise in this moment. Okay. When we talk about the candidates who are coming on air to be with you, mm-hmm. we have good strategic conversation. Yes. When someone comes to do something with me, you say f the person. I, I said fuck him. I didn't say fuck him. Did I? What did you say? I don't know. Yes, you did. Let's run the tape. Oh back. no, I, said, I don't care what the fuck his name is. Okay. Yep. Same thing. My bad, Beta. <laughs> His name? <laughs> he ain't gonna do the breakfast club now. Damn. Because he don't care about black people. That is not true. That's what I'm gonna keep saying. He been riding after like is somebody calling you asking for money right it now? Is? Yeah. <laughs> I heard that. That might be. That's TK Kirkland. <laughs> that might be T What up, TK? I'm gonna call Hold on. TK, I'm gonna call you right back. I'm doing a podcast. I'll call you right back. All right, my brother. Peter. All right. All right. He doing something next Thursday. Did y'all hear that? TK said, hey, look, I don't need you. <laughs> anyway, um, what were we talking about? Beto. Okay, this is what I want to know. Who do you think is going to win the debate tonight? And who do you think is, who's the biggest winner or biggest loser? You should ask me who I want to win. No. Who's going to win? Can you stop texting? I'm listening. Who do you want to win? To, I mean, not who, see, now you got me asking your question. Who's going to be the biggest winner and the biggest loser? The person who has the most to lose tonight is Senator Harris. Okay, that's not the question I asked. Did, I, did, okay, you can answer that. Yeah, I'm saying I, the big, I think I think the person who has the most to lose tonight is Senator Harris. Okay, why do you say that? Um, because I think she's kind of on thin ice right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she hasn't showed up in her last couple of debates. I think that she had so much momentum after the was it the first debate? Mm-hmm. After the first debate, I think the second and third debate, she lost all of that momentum. She hasn't really 
established herself and I, I, I like Senator Harris a lot but I just don't think that she's established herself or what she's really about mm-hmm. I think it's sad when Saturday Night Live creates an identity for you mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying um cause cause that really should be her she should be the cool auntie you know what I'm yeah. saying that that don't bullshit no but she is the cool auntie she that's should but, that, but that's yeah. really what she should be she should be the cool auntie who does not bullshit I don't think there's anything wrong with her being a prosecutor but I don't think that Saturday Night Live created that to be fair I think that that really is already her nah not to the other people people don't connect to her in no way you're like, talking about gen- like the general public yeah. how she's perceived I get it yo you're yeah. a black woman who's an AKA who went to an HBCU yeah Howard University why don't black women connect with you like, that's kind of crazy. Like, you're a black woman who went to an HBCU and an AKA and black women don't really connect with you. There's a di- That means there's a disconnect mm-hmm, somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I think she stands to lose a lot because, you know, of all the momentum that she did have. Like, mm-hmm. and it's like, if she don't show up tonight, it's kind of like, are you a pretender? Were you a pretender this whole time? Um, okay, so and, the, and, the questions that I did ask were... The biggest winner is going to be... The biggest winner potentially could be Elizabeth Warren. Okay. Just and because she has so much momentum right now and everything is swinging her way right now, she comes out tonight and, you know, knocks one out of the park. Mm-hmm. She wins. She don't even got to knock one out of the park. Her bases are loaded already. All she got to do is hit like a fucking a, 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 a double. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All she, that's all she needs to do. Her bases are literally loaded. She can hit it one and score. Yeah. She's good. I think that the biggest winner tonight is going to be Tom Steyer. Oh, I like Tom. So the reason why I say that Ooh, is because this is his first um, debate, um, you know, on the stage with all these candidates. Uh, Tom's for- done Breakfast Club beta. You haven't. Okay. You really need to let Just it go. I just want to throw that out there, beta or rock. Tom Steyer came. First week he announced, white man came right to the Breakfast Club. Just want to throw that out there, Beto. 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 Beto, Beto, come to the breakfast club. That's what you better do. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't, I'm not helping you anymore. This is so disrespectful. <laughs> so Tom Steyer. Okay, Tom Steyer, because um, Tom was calling for impeachment of Donald Trump with commercials that were running on cable news networks mm-hmm. long before the Democratic leadership had the courage to go forward mm-hmm. with an impeachment inquiry. And so I think that he has this opportunity to say, you should trust my judgment. Look at what I did already. You know, like I led when nobody else was leading in this space. I think that's a powerful narrative for him because a lot of people don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, people like Tom Style. When he did the Breakfast Club, yeah. a lot of our listeners were like, mm-hmm. y'all like this guy. Mm-hmm. And then I think the biggest loser potentially could be Andrew Yang because how much more money does he have to give out to stand the race? He keeps being like, I'll give you $5. I'll give you $5. I don't think that's why people like Andrew Yang. But I'm sa- I'm just saying that he, ha- I don't know what else he's going to do to stand out. Like everything radical he could come up with, you know, every handout he could, you know, kind of give to get people on equal footing and to make people kind of like him. I think he's done all that now. And so what is he going to do to wild people tonight? I think they like his ideas. But what is he going to do to wild people tonight? I think and- I think people like Andrew's ideas. Because he's not sticking. He's not going up in the polls. Yeah. I think people like Andrew's ideas. And I think people like that he speaks the language of the people in a lot of ways. Well, that well, that generation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I agree. But I, I, like, I think Andrew's like Ant-Man. Like, if you watch the Avengers. Why? Like, like, Ant-Man's not really anybody's favorite Avenger. Yeah. But you don't dislike him. You know what I'm saying? He does come through in the clutch sometimes. You're like, oh yeah, yeah Ant-Man, yeah. do your thing. Andrew Yang is like Ant-Man I liked him the in Avengers. the Detroit debate. I did. Um, I don't even remember him in yeah, the Detroit I, debate. I liked him in the Detroit debate. The I, only other thing I want to say about 
this um, situation situation with Kamala. I think tonight Tulsi Gabbard is going to go for Elizabeth Warren's neck um, and maybe Pete Buttigieg. Um, but if there is an exchange again between Tulsi and Kamala Harris, I hope Kamala Harris goes right back at her because I mm. think that's the thing that hurt her the most in the Detroit debate. Oh, I'm trying to think. Was Tulsi on Bill Maher Friday night? I don't know. Hold on. Who was on Bill Maher Friday? Mm-hmm. It's a woman. And Bill was kind of saying like he, th- he thinks she was a sleeper. I think it was Tulsi. Mm-hmm. No, nah, it wasn't Tulsi. Who was on Bill Maher Friday night? Um, was it Amy Klobuchar? Was it Klobuchar? Let me see. Amy. I mean, that's a hell of a difference. I don't know who was on Bill Maher, but let me look. Let me see. It. Maybe it was Amy Klobuchar. Yes, it was Amy Klobuchar. She How was on Friday night. How you confused? I, I couldn't remember. Chelsea Gabbard and Amy Klobuchar. She was on Friday night and she kept saying that she wanted a viral moment. Okay, here's the problem. I'm going to tell you right now what happens when candidates go into these debates desperate, hoping they can get that viral moment. That shit tanks. It's like, pew. yeah, because it's so it's, predictable. You did something so embarrassing. Yeah. Like she going to go up there. She going to rap. She got a freestyle for you. I don't know. She going to break dance. She just told, she told Bill because she said, like, my, my she's going to be like, guess what my talent is. I used to tap dance. Like, what is yeah. she going to do? Anytime I, they go do that, it goes bad. I like the fact she said it, though, because she said my campaign saying that I need a viral moment. So that's no, why that's I came not here. all she needs. She just is. She's uh, she also is a former prosecutor. Amy Klobuchar is super smart. But the thing that's following her is Amy Klobuchar has this narrative of being super disrespectful and hurtful to her staff, her Senate staff. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I think that that is stuck a little bit. I think that um, the fact that she hasn't had bold ideas and she was kind of moderate. And this has very much been a primary about. You know, how left can you go? Mm-hmm. Um, I think she hasn't stuck. Uh, Pete Buttigieg is starting to moderate a little bit more publicly now, um, which is interesting for the only gay man in the race, right? To be like moderating on gun control, to be more moderate on small dollar donations. He hit Elizabeth Warren um, in this uh, this interview with, with Peter Hamby from Snapchat on taking small dollar donations. Like pocket change isn't going to defeat Donald Trump. Like he's going to people's necks. You can't attack Elizabeth Warren though. But he did. And, yeah, and he I, also I, he also went after um, Beto's kind of um, point around gun control and um, confiscation of guns. Or he's using the terms confiscation and Cory Booker hit him back and was like, yo, you're using NRA's terms. You're doing NRA's work. So he's stepping into a lot, stepping on a lot of little, why can't I talk? A lot of landmines. Shut up. I'm about to take them out. They itch. Um, um, Landmines because he is trying to become the safer bet. And I wonder if the campaign strategy is, okay, we should moderate him from a policy perspective because he's got a big kind of announcement about who he is and the fact that there would be a first husband with him. I'm wondering if that's the strategy. Um, because he doesn't really need to. Oh, he's married now. Yeah. But I'm saying there would be a first husband. It wouldn't be a first lady. What do they call it? A first man? Because first husband is in his Yeah, but any, I mean, if, if if one of the women win, it would be first a first, first husband, right? Yeah, but I'm saying it's two men. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. the fact that it's like, you know, people keep saying, is, is America ready for a first woman president? Is America ready for a first black woman president? Is America ready for uh, uh, the first gay president? Right? Like, that, those are always the questions. Are we ready? Are we ready? Are we ready? And I'm just wondering if they said, if we make this piece the most liberal about most liberal thing about him and all the rest of his policy positions are fairly moderate does that help him capture voters that he otherwise would miss 
being too Elizabeth Warrenny or being too Bernie Sanders ish. You know, like Bernie Bernie stands a chance to win in big tonight too. Bernie stands Ber- a chance to lose a lot too. That dude had a heart attack. Boy, if he passed out on that stage or something oh tonight. Oh my god! Why would you even put that out? Because I keep telling, I keep saying, like, That's I, don't, so awesome. I don't think he should. I don't even think he should rush back this fast. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's yeah, worth it I at the end like of the day. I would like for him to recover. I think Bernie Sanders is an OG. I think his ideas are necessary. Yeah. But I want we need Bernie to be He's here. Framed a lot. I mean, hell, Elizabeth Warren's platform yes. is a Bernie Sanders All platform day. redo. All day. You know, and she's, you know, tweaked some things. She's brilliant. Like, she could stand on a lot of that on her own. But their platforms are not that different. So his his ideas are absolutely great, especially from 2016 when everybody thought he was crazy. Now there are more candidates talking like him than not, right? Bernie, yes, right. And Bernie, Bernie he, he could win big tonight, but he could stand and lose a lot. Because if he comes out there and he looks sick, like he looks frail, he looks tired. Bernie ain't going to be frail. Bernie was like, I ain't new to this. I'm true to this. You and, why, and why after having a heart attack would you want to debate with these motherfuckers? Like, that shit is so stressful. He can't. He can't. I don't think that he feels like he can afford to miss the debate. He's tanked in the polls. Right. Bernie Sanders. He had a heart now. attack. I understand. A lot of it is ageism. When you already think you're old and you're having a heart attack. You know what? It's the truth. I get it. But I think that the point is Bernie Sanders now going on this stage after having a heart attack. Um, has a lot to prove. He has a, he has to prove that he could take a licking and keep on ticking. That's what the old people say. Hey man, this ain't got nothing to do with them Democrats. That's Father Time, baby. That's Mother Nature. You had a heart attack. That, but there are young people who have heart attacks. Well, they didn't have one this week during the presidential campaign or last week or it whenever it was. Week. Bernie and they not being accused of being too old. Bernie, Bernie, have, he takes all but that. they he, say that anyway. They say that about Joe Biden. They say that about Elizabeth Warren. That's another person who is really wide open to attacks. If the Hunter Biden stuff comes up, it is. Tulsi might go at Joe Biden's neck. Tulsi is the one who's like, I'm going to go at all y'all because I'm not really here for none of this. Yeah, but Tulsi got her own dirt too. Ain't nobody calling her on it. They, they probably because probably they don't want to make they it. They might bring up Syria now because yeah. of what happened. Yeah. They might bring up Syria now. I, 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 just don't, I, think, I think attacking Elizabeth Warren makes you look crazy. She's an old white woman. Like, that's grandma. Uh, have you? Did you meet the 2016 elections? Uh, Donald Trump. Yeah, Trump, call him Pocahontas. Did you hear me call him Donald Trump? He, Donald that's, Trump that's right. walked up behind Hillary and was just standing there like a shark. I remember that. So, like, they don't care about attacking women. Yeah. They're like, why are you here anyway? Well, I'm just talking about amongst the Democrats. I expect that from Trump. Well, I think that they're going to go at her. And I'm mad that my man Tim Ryan isn't up there. I'm mad that Marianne Williamson isn't up there because Marianne Williamson, you know, she talks about a lot of black issues. She talks about reparations a lot. He hasn't dropped out yet, but he didn't qualify for the race. I like Tim Ryan because he talks about mental health. He talks about social and emotional learning, which is something I see... Man, I still Pete. want to talk to Marianne Williamson. I'm going to be with her on the 28th. October Where? October 28th, me, her, and uh, Tanitra Michelle Williams will be at Winthrop University having a conversation Where about mental that? health. Winthrop University is in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Are you missing my birthday? I don't know yet. I'm over you. No, 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 no. Okay, everybody. I can't talk about that here because that's the same day as um, Powerhouse. In New York City on the 26th. I am. I might be in L.A. on that. When you, your, your thing is the 26th. That's my birthday. And your thing is the 26th. I'm turning 40 and you're going to miss my birthday. I don't know. I don't think so. So I'm going to be in L.A. that Friday. And I'm supposed to come back for Powerhouse that Saturday. So I don't know. I'm going to figure it out. It's a time difference. They don't really need me at Powerhouse. I will fight you. I will I will headbutt you in the eye. And with them cornrows? 
And all that forehead shit. And on that note, y'all, it's been real. I think it can happen. This has been your addition. We didn't do anything about mental health and wellness. You definitely need that. I just want to say that I hate people acting like people are using. You said something positive? No, I hate people acting like people are using mental health as a marketing tool. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Like, and I, I keep hearing people say that, like, oh, everybody got anxiety now. Well, why are they saying, why are they, oh, they're saying that the people who are talking about their mental health conditions like, are marketing They like to say themselves? that I'm making money off it. I haven't made no fucking money off it. How do I, how do you make they, money? Well, because you wrote a book called Shook One. Yeah, but that was a book that I was going to write regardless. Before. No, but I'm saying they are saying that because you wrote about mental health, that you benefited from it, which I think is fine. It's your story. Okay, so yeah, so that means in black privilege, I've benefited from selling crack. I've benefited from radio. I've benefited from yeah, artists I've people, interviewed. People, I've benefited from issues with my father. Here's, By here's, the way, I talk about anxiety and black privilege too. I know, but here's the thing. I'm not like defending them at all. Mm-hmm. I think all I'm saying is because people are so uncomfortable with the topic, with you like right there in their face, like, oh, this, you know, this is happening with... Leonard or Charlemagne, this is happening with Taraji. This is happening with, um, you talked about Andre 3000 talking about his mm-hmm. anxiety. And stuff. Like whomever, like they're going to see it as negative and find something wrong with it because it prevents them from having to deal with their mental health yes. issues. And I would like to make one simple statement what? to everyone. When people say, oh, everybody's talking about anxiety now and everybody's talking about depression and everybody's talking about mental we're health. talking about it enough. But you know why people, more people are talking about it now? Because we're creating a safe, safe space, space for people to talk Imagine about that. it. Imagine that. Because you have people like Taraji saying yeah. it. You have me saying it. You have Wale. You have Big Sean. You have all. You have people talking about yeah. it more openly now. So it's making everybody mm-hmm. feel more comfortable to talk about it. Yeah. What's the problem? Like that's that's what happens. There, the problem is their comfortability, right? Like you're talking about something that's so untouchable to them, so taboo, mm-hmm. right? For a lot of people it makes them feel uncomfortable. So they will rather pretend like it's not there, not knowing that once they um, accept what's, you know, in them and before them, like they're probably going to be a little more whole. Yeah. So I would say, keep doing it. If it's a marketing tool in that it's not like you're selling anything, but if it's a marketing tool and that it's always in their face, like those um, infomercials that used to come in when BT was over. Yeah. 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 For <laughs> keep real. Keep it right there. By the way, y'all don't complain when y'all see all this negative bullshit in your face all the time. You don't be like, oh, you talk about guns too much. Yeah. Oh, you talk about smoking weed too much. Oh, you talk about, you know, sleeping with a bunch of different women too much. I don't hear that. Oh, yeah. you talk about popping Zanny too much. You know, yeah. I don't hear none of that. But when it ever is something. But the high, the high. The Bugatti. Price you talk about Bugatti's yeah. too much. Like, you don't never hear that. But whenever it's something positive, especially from black people, mm-hmm. whenever it's something positive, we always try to look put a negative angle and act like oh the reason this person is doing it is for is for re- reasons that aren't genuine I don't gain nothing from this the event we're doing in Winthrop is free that's dope to everybody that's we got free good. food we got free admission All you, if you at Winthrop University on October 28th 28th you come here me Marianne Williamson and Michelle Williams have a conversation about mental health cause my, I love my, Michelle Williams I love too. Michelle and my people by the way you gonna say Michelle's profiting off it Michelle had actually Checked into the so-called crazy house. I call it crazy house because I can't think of the okay, medical term for it. It's definitely not what it's called. Um, you can call it um, a mental wellness center. There you go. Which we all, which by the way, are great. 
Yeah. Real mental wellness retreats that you can check check away in for the weekend. Amazing. All right. So I'm just saying all that to say. Just to be whole. Like however yes, you need man. to be whole, however you need to heal. Yes. Please support that. And, and stop, it's not marketing. It's not marketing. And stop just when you hear more people talking about it. Like I said, it's because we have created a safe space for people to talk about it. People don't feel it's, it's scared to talk about yeah. it anymore. It's not as taboo to talk about. It's like, and in order to eradicate the stigma, people got to tell their stories. Let people tell their stories and shut the fuck up forever until you're willing to tell yours. That how you feel? Yes. You want to say something positive before you leave today? Hakuna Matata. Okay. Praise the Lord, saints. Have a good one. <laughs>